Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Getting Sexy with Stuff. And this week we have a special treat because Allison Holly is back with us today, and she is a certified erotic blueprint coach. So you may or may not have watched recently the Netflix show, Sex, Love, and Goop, and it talks all about the erotic blueprints. And so I immediately... Like Allison and I started chatting and we're like, oh my God, we need to talk about this because you guys probably want to learn more. The erotic blueprints completely changed my life. It was one of the gateways into really deepening my own sexuality. And so, yeah, I was like, we got it. We got to jam about this. So welcome back, Allison. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Oh my God. I know when I think about the erotic blueprints, I'm like, Yes, it's a really deep body of work, but it's also just so much fun. So I'm excited to dive into it. You know, it's like it really is. sex is fun. Sex is play. And that was brought up so much in the sex, love and goop show. And I thought, good, I'm glad that this message is really getting out there. This is how we play. So anyway, yeah. I'm excited. And you know, one thing that I really loved that Jaya said, so Jaya is the founder of the erotic blueprint. So you probably saw her on there. She's this, that just like, I don't know. I just feel like she's just like this gorgeous embodied woman. She has like the long, beautiful hair and she was working with the energy um, orgasms and everything. But one thing that she said that really stood out was uh, really about pleasure and how pleasure is just innately in all of us. And it's, she just really spoke to how beautiful pleasure was. And I, I really believe that the erotic blueprints can help you, anybody, to, to find different ways to experience pleasure. Mm. Yes, yes. There's so much undiscovered around our own sexual expression. And, you know, something that's interesting for me is I started learning about the blueprints and then maybe a year later, maybe a little longer, I went to a conference and I made a huge breakthrough in terms of what I understood with the blueprints in myself. And then I started certifying to become a coach and I was just, I'm continuously mind blown. And I've been a coach for a little over a year now. And the training was intensive. It was six months long. And I'm still daily. In fact, I just had a huge breakthrough a few days ago. So the, the teachings are so much um, bigger than we might see initially. And the pathways to pleasure are, it's just an infinite learning. It's like a process that we can learn forever. And that's part of the fun of it too. Absolutely. And so for anybody who's listening, who's like, I, I don't, I didn't watch the Netflix show. What the fuck are these erotic blueprints? Like, what are you guys so excited about? <laughs> Could you just like high level explain what they are for anybody that, or maybe they even watch this show. Right. And they're still yeah. like, I don't really understand what this is. <laughs> so yes. yeah, can you kind of explain Absolutely. just what the erotic blueprints are? Beautiful. Absolutely. Well, what I love is uh, even if they did watch the show, there wasn't necessarily a deep dive into the blueprints themselves. She did a lot of body work, um, sexological body work, which was an extension of the blueprints. And so, yeah, absolutely. Let's dive in. So the erotic blueprints are a lot of people compare this to the love languages before your eroticism. And I find 
that even though that's a really simplified way of talking about it, it also makes a lot of sense and it's, it's very applicable. I remember when I learned about my love language, I thought, wow, that's really cool. Now I can finally communicate and understand other people and myself in relation to them and what we need in order to match each other, in order to meet. So the erotic blueprints, when we dive into that, we're talking about our eroticism and the way that we like to express it and experience it for ourselves and the way that we communicate it. So there's lots and lots and lots of layers, but there's essentially five different blueprint types that people sort of uh, move themselves into that they tend to really be in. So each type, we've got energetic, sexual, sensual, kinky, and shapeshifter. And each of those has a different way of receiving and giving pleasure and just moving through that space of pleasure. So for example, energetic, one of the hallmarks of an energetic is they actually really get turned on by space and, and uh, the space between. So as a, I'm a very high energetic, especially with the other work that I do, it totally made sense to me. And that means that sometimes I like a lot of space to really build that anticipation. In fact, I can really have long distance uh, eroticism. I get very turned on. That's no problem for me um, because I can feel the energy between me and my lover. Also, my self-play is very energetic. Something, uh, each of these blueprint types also has a way that they sort of shut down. And we call that the blueprint shadow. And so for energetics, their shadow is, if it's too much, too fast, they actually completely shut down. And so much of our um, society, and I'll dive into this more in a bit, but so much of our society is really unconsciously highly energetic and we're operating in a very different way. So we see this when people, uh, they're making love with their partner and it just, they, they report that they sort of feel like they're not even really there. And, you know, of course there's trauma when that happens and, and we leave our body. But when we're talking specifically about the blueprints and there's all this combination of it, but when we're talking specifically about the blueprints, a lot of times, even if they have desire and then they start touching bodies, boop, desire goes. And so that's part of the shadow of the um, energetic. So without going too deep into each one, I'll give you an overview. The next one's sensual. And sensual gets turned on by the senses, by sensory stimulation. I am dating a sensual right now. And I can't even tell you, her apartment is so beautiful. There's always candles. There's special lighting. There's a diffuser with lots of beautiful smells. Like it's just everything with the senses is always a turn on. It's igniting. It's very, they're a very passionate blueprint type. So um, let's see. The next one is sensual. And these are in no particular order. I'm just drawing them from you know, my, my memory of them. So sexual, when we're talking about sexual, we're really seeing what our society right now tends to call sex. Sensual or sexual is all about bodies. 
all about genitals, all about that guaranteed orgasm. And I have learned so much in my own personal discovery around sexual. So it's really actually such a beautiful type, but a lot of people, they either think that that's the only thing. And so they're operating as a sexual, as if this is the only way to be, or they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Maybe they're high energetic or high sensual, and they get kind of turned off by this idea of sexual. And then again, they shut down because our society really only sees that as the way to have sex. So sexual blueprint types, they love the genitals. They love a guaranteed orgasm. In fact, they're really, really fun when it comes to just getting down and dirty and like enjoying it. And I shouldn't even use that word dirty because it's really just the playfulness of jumping in, getting your bodies naked and having an orgasm. It's really fun for sexuals. Moving on to kinky, kinky blueprint types are really turned on by anything that seems taboo. And Jaya did touch on this uh, beautiful teaching in Sex, Love and Goop saying that taboo can really mean anything. So sometimes when we think of kinky, we think of the most extreme things and those are all valid, but kinky can also mean I like to be spanked or, um, you know, let's pretend somebody's listening and we have to be really quiet. It can be anything. It can be, uh, anything that feels slightly taboo is the turn on. So the turn on is in the taboo for kinkies. When we move on to shapeshifter, do we have, did I cover all of that? I did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I can just get to talking on this stuff. Mm. So shapeshifter is all of the above plus its own blueprint type. So shapeshifter is not just a combo of all of those things. Shapeshifter is also this blueprint that really wants lots of stimulation. They want a combination of different things. They want more. They, they're very creative. They can go for hours. It's always sort of changing. There's a lot of dynamics and, um, that's kind of the hallmark of a shapeshifter is they tend to want more, more stimulation, more variety, more people, more hours. Right. And so, you know, just, uh, there's a brief overview. We can also dive into the shadows and all of that, but as an introduction, those are the blueprints. (laughs) That was a wonderful introduction. And I just, I really love hearing about them. And I mean, if I'm thinking it, I'm sure other people are, but you know, hearing you talk about them, you're, you're always like, well, that sounds like me. That doesn't sound like me. That sounds like this partner. That sounds like my husband. That sounds like my yes. wife. That sounds like, you know, this thing, this sounds in you, you start to really notice pretty mm-hmm. quick, you know, where, where you may fit in or even just some, some desires that are in there that maybe you didn't realize were in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's really fun just to hear like that high level and, and just begin to begin, begin the process. So I want to dive deeper into them, but for anybody listening, how do you, how do you determine your blueprint? Well, the first and most accessible way is the blueprint quiz. And, um, I can give you a link so that people can go ahead and take it. 
The blueprint quiz is going to tell you based on your answers, what your dominant blueprint type is, but here's the catch. And here's where all of the other ways of discovering blueprints come in. And really they're so helpful. When you take the quiz, you're taking it from your mind and you're sort of self-reflecting, right? So a lot of times we take the quiz and we're already a bit biased by what we think sex should be, right? So we're answering it according to what's okay for us to answer it, according to what we've been taught about sex and sexuality. So you can get a pretty good look at what your blueprint type is with the quiz. But what's really, really helpful is when we dive into what we call somatic testing. And somatic testing is testing on the body. And there are different tools and ways that we can do this, uh, diving into how your body physically responds to each different type of stimulation, and then understanding what those stimulations are, what category those are in. Also, here's something really fun about the quiz. And this is something that, um, you know, it's really powerful to take the quiz and then take it again later. Because the power with the blueprints is not in determining what you are. It's actually in determining where you can expand and then seeing that expansion occur. So I remember the first three times, the first three times <laughs> that I took the blueprints quiz, I was 0% sexual. And I secretly had, once I read the descriptions, I secretly had this sort of like, um, snobbery around it. Like, well, of course I'm not, per, you know, 0% sexual. Of course I'm 0% sexual because I thought of myself as energetic sex is so much better. And I had a good knowledge of what that energetic sex looked like. And some of the other blueprints, I felt like I had an internal hierarchy and I wasn't conscious of it. So three times in a row, I took the quiz at different intervals in my life, and they were all 0% sexual. Then I started training to become a coach. And when I started doing that work, I realized my sexual is equal, if not higher than some of my other blueprint types, depending on what levers I'm connecting with and depending on what mood I'm in, depending on what's going on in my life. And this is true of all of us. When we have different circumstances, we have different levers, we have different times in our lives and there are states and stages to our, our sexual uh, expression. And when we go through these different time periods or we meet different people or we develop different things within ourselves, these blueprints also shift and change. And we can let go of some of the shadow around these blueprints as well and that helps us expand them. So there's a huge amount of discovery to be made through these blueprints beyond just the quiz, but the quiz is a good place to start because sometimes it's highly validating. Sometimes people take the quiz and all of a sudden this whole understanding opens up to them that they're okay the way that they are. And I would say, I hear this most often with kinky and energetic blueprint types and they take the quiz and they think that's okay that I'm like this. It's okay that this is how I experience sex. 
it's okay that I don't get turned on by this, but I do get turned on by this. There are other people like me. So it can be a very validating entry point and a really good place to start to take the quiz. Yeah. And, you know, the quiz is how I got introduced into the work um, initially. And this was years ago. And I had the exact experience that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, the first time I took it, and I still am, but energetic is very, very high with me, which makes sense with my love of Tantra and, and um, everything. Yeah. And um, so the first thing that it, that did was it did validate me that, oh, <laughs> this is why I shut down, you know, and separate from trauma, like you said, it's more my shutdown was like, oh my God, can we just get this fucking over with now? Because I just <laughs> totally would shut down. And I was like, come already. <laughs> like, yep, yep. <laughs> I, I've got to fake the orgasm to get this over. And it made me realize how much that anticipation and that, um, that playful, that, um, kind of like that energetic foreplay really did matter and it mattered throughout my sexual experience yes. and how strong somebody was able to hold presence mm -hmm. is also something um that really fell into my energetic um and so the first time i took that it was very validating to be like oh I, okay i see how i am now and this explains like the energy orgasms and the multi-orgasmic states and being able to use sexual energy for just a lot of really beautiful practices um but i was very low i think i was zero at sexual and kinky <laughs> and even shapeshifter was just like i don't know five percent so it was really energetic and sensual and then, um, I don't know, maybe it was, it was maybe about a year later, I went and entered into my first BDSM scene mm -hmm. and went into complete subspace, started playing around with kink. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> mind blown. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, so I ended up taking the quiz again and I was like energetic, kinky, like super, super strong. And it, I believe it's because, you know, I just like, like you said, like kinky, I was like, oh my God, sex dungeons, like people tying you up, whipping you and like yeah. nipple clamps, <laughs> like all the things, which is totally awesome. But that felt not like, okay for me to explore. Yeah. Very intimidating. Mm -hmm. But when I was with a Dom who, you know, a very experienced Dom who could, actually tease that energetic and that kinky it really taught me that yeah like those are the things that that turned me on and um so yeah so i very much relate to having it change over time depending on your experience and depending on your partner and then also yeah just like with what sexual season you're in yeah and even the time of the month you know totally. for a lot of you know the women who bleed like it can yep. maybe change through the month as well yeah, absolutely. So one other thing I was going to ask you about is um, with the kinky blueprint, I know that there is the psychological and the physical. Yeah. Could you speak to that? Ooh, yes. I love the one there. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to give kinky a little bit more love here. <laughs> Our kinky blueprint's like right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it because when you were describing your experience, I had something similar and it was kind of on the uh, other end through my learning about the erratic blueprints and, and some of the discoveries that I made there, 
and letting go of some of the shadows, I discovered my Dom side and whoa, when that came out, I thought this is a whole new level for me personally. This is a level of understanding about myself that was really powerful. Now, uh, when I did my Dom work, cause I did it professionally very briefly and I discovered that I'm mostly psychologically kinky. That is what I really enjoy. The psychological kink versus the uh, physical kink. Speaking to that, psychological kink. Well, first let's talk about physical kink because I think it's more recognizable for people. Physical kink is the physical stimulation that is the joyful taboo around kink, right? So people who really like to be tied up, shabari or spanked or, um, you know, any type of physical stimulation that also feels taboo, that would fall into kink uh, in terms of physical kink. Psychological kink is where we really get off or get turned on around this sort of psychological taboo, just maybe spoken word or uh, imagining situations and imagining situations where there's a power play, where there's a control dynamic and things like that. You don't even need to be touching each other. And like you said, that's such a good way to combine and play with both the energetic and the kinky. And I think this is true of all of the blueprint types. When we find these beautiful combinations And this is actually how we develop them with our partnerships and things like that. Say, you know, I'm a high energetic and my partner's a high sexual, which that combination happens a lot. And they tend to really not understand each other in terms of eroticism. What we can do to help each person start to meet each other is find common ground, develop that common ground. And then if it's really far apart from each other's blueprints, say an energetic person has a high level of sensuality as their secondary type, and a sexual also has a high level of sensuality as their secondary type. Well, then we can start to play in that arena and help them develop that connection and then start to dive into, okay, energetic and sexual. Here are some common places where you can start to play. And finding those combination is really the key to helping people develop their interpersonal connection. And it's also something that on a personal level, even if you're not dating anybody, even if you're just being with yourself, you've got this ability to expand in different areas just with playing with the world. And I don't mean this in any sort of, um, you know, negative way. or anything, you don't, you know, uh, non-consensual, I should say. What I mean is I use the blueprints in every aspect of my life. I use it in my work. I use it in the way that I relate to people on a day-to-day basis. So we can start to play with that. And also, you know, this is a whole different topic, but the level of self-pleasure around the blueprints is also, you know, pretty expanding. Yeah. So when you were talking about that, I started um, getting really curious. So do you, in your experience with the erotic blueprints, is there sometimes a separate blueprint that comes more online with personal play? 
and solo play, and then a different one that can come online with partner play. I'm just kind of like playing around with that. And I guess the reason why is because I'm thinking to my own personal practices and I think I'm highly sensual. It's like, I like my bathtub with my rose petals and my oils. And I love the lighting and my pictures, like it's very sensual, but that stuff matters less to me with a partner. So I guess I was just curious if in your experience, you see that sometimes with personal play and partner play, there's a difference. I guess I've never thought about that before. I love it. I've never thought about it before either, but that's such a good point because, um, what's really going on is each person evokes a slightly different combination of our individual potion, right? (laughs) So we all have access to all of these within ourselves. I like to believe that we have access to all of these within ourselves. I haven't seen otherwise. And what we do is when we connect with another person, their beautiful potion and our beautiful potion find some sort of potion together when we're being conscious about it, when we're really um, consciously developing into it, we can find even more common ground. So then if we're playing with ourselves, it's essentially finding our own combination. And then when we connect with other people, we're finding that combination with them. So it makes perfect sense. And, um, There's also a lot, I think, around the accessibility of the type of play that we can do by ourselves. And there is potential to play with kink by ourselves. It's just not something that we necessarily always understand or have access to. Um, You know, I think the the types of play that are most accessible when we think about self-pleasure tend to be... um, you know, maybe even sexual and sensual and, and those sorts of things that we can easier uh, have a more easy access to and understand better. So yeah, there's, I love that though, you know, that we're our own blueprint with ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of like that idea as well, because, you know, for somebody who's not partnered and the majority of your sex is yourself, it would, I don't know, it could give you a beautiful insight into, into kind of what to play with, with yourself. Right. So, you know, what if you were solo and you, you marked really high on sensual or kink or, or, you know, even sexual, then you could also try to expand and try just different ways of self-pleasure and, um, Mm. having sex with yourself. So I don't know. I just thought about that. (laughs) So I thought I would toss it out there. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And now I'm, uh, I'm thinking, what are my, oh, even, even solo play, I do tend to go more toward the energetic, but yeah, it is interesting. I mean, um, what I love and I am someone who recently, um, am now in an open relationship and I'm dating two beautiful people and that has been so interesting for my development of the blueprints, because the way that I relate to each of them, and they have vastly different blueprint stacks is what we call them. Your, your top blueprint. And then the one just under and excuse me. And then also the way that these blueprints move throughout the arousal process from what starts to initially get you turned on to then what 
really gets you turned on to what really helps you climax and what helps you recover through that whole arch. We're diving into different blueprints. So some people, and this is another reason why the somatic testing is so interesting is because some people think of themselves as what it is that gets them to that climax place or what it is that they express during the climax. But really we've got this whole arc of experience that we're having. And so, you know, to bring it back to these two beautiful people that I'm seeing and they have such different blueprint types and I am discovering so much about myself because I'm a a high shapeshifter and I always like creativity and more and different. And it's been so much fun for me to play in that, to get turned on in this area in one moment, and then in this area in the next moment, and to feel that switch is actually really fun for a shapeshifter as well. So, you know, it's also helping me develop my solo play, specifically my partner who is high sensual, very, very, very high sensual. Like I think the most high sensual person I've ever met truly. (laughs) And, and through that connection, I'm really developing my sensual side. And it's just, it's just so much fun to find these new ways of discovering what feels good to us and then discovering something that maybe we hadn't even considered before. Yeah. And, you know, when you say that, I think also to the show, you know, uh, Sex, Love and Goop. And um, I believe it was, it was, I mean, it was with the couple that Jaya was working with and she tested, she was really kinky and he was like zero. But when they started kind of playing with that a little bit, you know, I mean, and from my perception is he kind of had that like, sex dungeon is kink, you know, mentality. But when he realized that it can be just like a blindfold or tying up a little, and he saw her pleasure in the kink, he was like, yes, and yes, and yes. (laughs) And he found that he actually enjoyed some of those kinky aspects as well. But without, first of all, having that baseline knowledge from the quiz. And then, like you said, that somatic, um, how did you wear that? The somatic testing, Somatic testing. Yeah. Yeah, The somatic testing, they would have never known that there's this like whole arena that they are stepping into of exploration that will actually turn both of them on, enhance their sex life forever and just make it infinitely curious and playful. Yes. I was so in love with that couple, you know, as I was watching the show every five minutes, I was like, I love them to every couple really, you know, um, which was funny, but that couple specifically right at the end, and I'm going to give a spoiler. So if you haven't watched the show, don't listen to me for a minute, but (laughs) right at the end, Jaya was talking to the two of them and they were talking about their playful experience the night before. And she said, And we both orgasmed. And he said, we did. I did. He had actually forgotten about the orgasm itself. And when I heard that, and then Jaya responded to it, and she said, that's such beautiful news because as a sexual, normally that is where your dominant preoccupation is. 
where's the orgasm? Are we going to have an orgasm? An orgasm really feels like love to a sexual. So I'm not downplaying it. It feels like you care about me and this is how we show it. We give each other orgasms, right? But it can be very simplified. And he went to this place of expansion where that wasn't even something he was remembering from their encounter. And I thought, that's huge. You know, like (laughs) to me, I was just cheering. I was like, that's where we go. And then they discovered this whole playground to dive into together, you know, and they were just starting out, which I thought, oh, so beautiful. So yeah, I love that. I love that potential of expansion as we connect with people who have different blueprint types and experiences. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I do a questionnaire, um, like I call it sexy Sunday on Instagram and I ask questions and without fail, I get at least 10 messages, long-term relationship. You know, it's been 20, 30 years. One partner has high desire, low desire, or, you know, the sexual chemistry is just not there or something's not on. And, you know, I think that watching that physically seeing that happen, and then, you know, coming into these blueprints and really discovering this, it really can, it can expand that capacity for pleasure and it can help spark that curiosity mm-hmm. once again in both of you, because like you said, it's fun, right? It's like the love languages of sex, you know, yeah. is like a simplified term. And so once you discover those, it gives you a gateway to start communicating with your partner in maybe ways that you've never even done before. So it's, I think it's so important for, you know, everybody. And especially if you're in a long-term relationship and you're experiencing this, you know, disconnect, I think this is a great place and tool to start um, to, to expand that capacity for enjoying the experience, like you said, and just enjoying each other's bodies and pleasure and sex and learning that sex doesn't actually have to look like penetration, you know, like what we normally think of what sex is. Absolutely. <laughs> I was muted. <laughs> I was just listening and talking back without it being picked up. Um, it's so true. And I feel like one of the most beautiful things about all of this erotic discovery and really about the blueprints is so many people sort of come into this feeling like they're broken and maybe they've been experiencing this limitation, this feeling of brokenness for 20 years, maybe because of the way that they view sex, they think I don't get turned on. I don't ever have an orgasm. And they just haven't seen that. We're only looking at this tiny little viewpoint of what sex is and what it can be. So when we expand that, a lot of times people all of a sudden think I'm not broken. I just happen to like this and I like it a lot, you know, and through that as my avenue to turn on, maybe I can also start to meet my partner in their avenue of turn on, in their place of turn on. And then we can have this connection that's never existed before. It's like a whole new world, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm cheating, but it really is just this massive place of expansion and enjoy and play like 
how nice to finally be able to play with your partner, introduce a new game, you know, I just, yeah, it's very helpful, very validating for people. It really is. And, you know, there was even a moment also, you know, on that show coming back to something that Jaya also said, and it's when she was, I believe it was, you can correct me if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, sorry, but I do know that she said this at some point. And I believe it was when that same couple, that man was on the table and she was working with him. And what I perceived was this energy orgasm. Yeah. And he had that rush of energy and she called it sex. And she said, this is sex, just not in the terms that you normally hear or like you can have sex in a different way. And I thought that that was so potent. And I post a little bit on my Instagram about that and on my stories. And so many people wrote back and they're like, what is happening? Is that really sex? That's not sex. And, and I just thought it was so beautiful to display that and to show that sex is so much more vast than than what we're taught, you know, mm-hmm. and what we were taught a growing up or B from porn or, you know, family, whatever you, wherever you learned about sex, it's so much more vast. And, you know, just, just seeing this man having sex, having an orgasm in such a different way. And I mean, he even had like the tears, he had the emotional release. He, it was just, it was so beautiful to witness that, once again, that expansion of, oh my God, a whole new world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's a whole new world out there that I'm just mm-hmm. tapping into. And I think that these blueprints are such a gateway to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was so beautiful. And, you know, some people, um, it's true. When we think of sex, we think of penetrative sex. We think of what porn shows us, which that's a whole nother story. That's a whole, yeah, we'll (laughs) say that for a different day. (laughs) We don't have time for all that. But, you know, I remember for me, the beginning of this discovery was when I started sharing about being with, uh, you know, having lesbian sex and people would ask me, how do you know you're having sex with a woman? Because the assumption is like, what constitutes sex, right? Is the question that people were asking me. Because the assumption was when a penis goes into a vagina, that's sex. And so if you don't have a penis, what's sex? And there's just so much, even just in that question, even just in that question, what is sex? We can start to expand just the sexual blueprint type. Sex doesn't always mean that. And then it can still mean body parts. And then can we expand it even more? Can we say sex doesn't need to involve body parts? It doesn't need to involve genitals. It can involve other body parts. It can involve energy. What is the experience of orgasm outside of that predetermined idea that we have through porn? So yeah, there's just, there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, there is. And and it's so beautiful. Like you said, it's just redefining what sex is and realizing it can look a million different ways. And it can also be solo. Like, yes, you can. It's not just self-pleasure. Like you are having sex with yourself. Yes. And you can look at it, you know, from all these different avenues. So yeah, this was beautiful. And so 
we have something kind of exciting to announce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you are curious to learn more about the erotic blueprints or even some of this stuff we were talking about with energy, energy orgasms, tantra, we are going to be hosting a one-day intensive called Sex and Magic. And this is going to be a deep dive into the erotic blueprints, tantric breathwork, and an initiation into sex magic. Woo! <laughs> I know yeah. we both just started like moving. <laughs> We're both like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be on November 13th. Correct. Yes, Saturday, yeah. November 13th. And so I want to shoot it over to you really fast. Um, can you tell us what this deep dive into the erotic blueprints is going to look like? Okay, beautiful. So take the quiz. In this deep dive, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to guide you through different somatic tests, meaning you're going to be able to test your own body's responses to different stimulation and really start to understand and make these discoveries around what your blueprint is. And then I'm gonna give you tips on how to expand each of these types and different things that you can do to bring yourself more pleasure. So honestly, by the end of this, I think we're all just gonna be lit up through the roof, right? (laughs) Uh, But this will be a really, really good place to start to understand what is your pleasure really? And then start to really hold yourself and love yourself in that pleasure, accept that pleasure, understand how to let yourself feel it and get excited about it, and then move into more discovery around other blueprint types if you'd like. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've actually never done that, right? I've done the quizzes, I've done the research, but I've never actually done the somatic testing. So I cannot wait for that. And to experience that even myself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It really is like an adult game, right? It really is like when you were a little kid and you got a new set of blocks or you not, you got a new toy and it's just like that, that feeling of, wow, I could do this for hours. What's this? What's this? I can't believe my body reacted that way. It's a really, really fun exercise. Awesome. Yeah. And so then the second part is I'll be leading you through a tantric breathwork practice, and this is going to be all around sexual healing and sexual empowerment. It's one of my signature, signature workshops. It's so beautiful. It's so juicy. You're going to leave feeling like you've been cleansed out and just like rush of all any essence that you want to invite in, we're going to be bringing it into your body. It is, it's very powerful. It's really beautiful. It's quite gentle. I don't teach um, a lot of the like heavy breath works that you see. So this is very accessible for anybody. And it is, um, yeah, it's, it's just one of my favorite things in the entire, entire world to teach. So we're going to learn all of our blueprints, and then we're going to go into some yummy, juicy breath work. And I think that that will also help to integrate some of it as well. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good to me as a high energetic. I'm like, teach me to breathe. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so we'll be breathing and moving and yeah, using all of that energy and and it's it's quite sensual breath work. And so it kind of has like a lot of the the elements of the erotic it. blueprints in it. All those blueprints <laughs> in there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then we're gonna end the day with a sex magic practice. And sex magic, for those of you who don't know, um, well, this is going to be an initiation into it, actually. Yeah. Allison and I both practice sex magic. Um, it's, it's really, it's using your breath, it's using intention, it's using energy, it's using the chakra system. And it's a really, really beautiful way to not only get your intention and your, um, like very clear on your intention, but also get your nervous system online to having the thing that you desire. Mm. So I use sex magic all the time. I fucking love it. (laughs) It's <laughs> for every, <laughs> yes. Both of those fuck and love. Yes. Fucking love. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I'm so excited. I, oh, it's going to be a good day. It's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be very fun. So we'll have a link below on how to sign up for that. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be extremely fun. It might even be very fun. Like if you have a couple friends, you guys could all just like meet together and do it together. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a really, really pleasure filled sex and magic day. In case anybody's wondering, it's online. I don't know if we mentioned that. Oh yeah, it is online. Yeah. We don't even live in the same city. So this is definitely online. (laughs) Yeah. So it's virtual. Yes, you can do it in your home and we'll give little tips for how to prepare yourself for this event, create a space where you can dive into this. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for being on here. I feel like that was so comprehensive and beautiful and it actually left me even wanting more, which is why we planned this one day event. Um, so if you are wanting more of all of this yumminess, uh, go ahead and sign up below, but thank you so much, Allison, for walking us through that and for teaching us and for, um, expanding on, you know, what we learned in the show, what we know about sex, what we know about pleasure, what we know about turn on and all the things, orgasm, all of them. So yeah, it's just been, it's been such a gift for you to share your magic here the past few weeks. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been really, really fun. And I appreciate all of your knowledge and everything you bring to those you work with. And even those that you just briefly touch, I know that you bring so much to the world. So thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah. All right, everybody. We will see you at the event on November 13th. And I'll see you next week for another episode. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Mwah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.